Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Brendan Hausler with Evoke Bike. I'm the president and one of the coaches here at Evoke, and I've been training and racing with the power meter for over 150,000 miles. And new random milestone for this year, I'm about to hit a thousand feet climbed, which I'm pretty excited about. Really excited to see where that goes next year now that I live a lot of the time in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So I had a question that was actually from a while back. I found a document that I had made of all these Cat 4 questions that I never got around to making videos for. And if you've noticed, I've really been leaning into the podcast. I love the podcast. I love bike radio. So I'm going to start answering some of these in these short format podcasts. And this was quite appropriate since I had just posted an anaerobic capacity blog at evoke.bike forward slash blog. And the athlete asks, hey, man, I recently heard a podcast with Sebastian Weber where he said you cannot maximize VO2 max and VLA max at the same time. This explanation makes sense to me. My question, can you and or should you concurrently train both? I'm coming off of mostly base and threshold work and looking to sharpen. I have never dedicated training to anaerobic capacity, which is really my weakness. So I'm thinking of focusing on that through zone six efforts, heavy lifts, higher cadence, and throwing in one VO2 max workout per week to try and bump that up a bit. Thanks for your help. Okay, let's go through this. I just want to break down a couple points for people that are not familiar with it. So this might not be the shortest podcast. I really try to deliver the most value as soon as possible without dragging you through. This question could be a 45-minute podcast for some, but I do want to lay some groundwork. Sebastian Weber is the man behind Inside. Inside is huge on VLA Max. That's their big marketing plug, and you can read more on their website. It's spelled I-N-S-C-Y-D, and they will lean towards that metric being their secret sauce. Feel free to listen to my other podcasts about that. That's their methodology and train of thought. That you cannot maximize VO2 max and VLA max at the same time. We really have to be careful what we're talking about here because remember, VLA max high and VLA max low, one is not good and one is not bad. Think of a time trial list as low. You have a lower anaerobic amount of power being contributed to your uh, pow- the watts that you put out on the bike. And high is more of a grand tour sprinter. Huge explosion of power. Um, and then, you know, your one-day classic rider is more in the middle. He needs to be more on the aerobic side but also have that punch to win at the end of a race. So when you say maximize... To me, if I'm hearing Sebastian Weber say that, he's probably saying that you cannot optimize both, make the both the best as possible because you can increase your VO2 max and increase your anaerobic capacity at the same time, but I don't know if you could necessarily say that you can maximize them. So I just want to lay out that we might be talking about different things. I'm going to talk through that, but just we got to be careful with what words we use because lower does not mean worse when we're talking about VLA max. So can you, or should you train both? Well, that's the main question. We'll come back to that. This guy's coming out of base and threshold work and looking to sharpen. So what do we, we we hear this term and I should maybe make a podcast. What does it mean to sharpen up? 
it's sort of this artistic, I've trained a lot and now I just need to stay sharp. I'm going to put out a podcast. I've, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a podcast or a blog. I was looking at the study that Tom had sent me a long time ago when we were talking about how I was going to lay out my training and racing for 2020. Actually, sorry, for 2021. It's 2021. My years are almost up after COVID. And it's called Road Road to Gold. And I won't get into it now, but it talks a lot about tapering and how a lot of the tapering out there is sort of over tapered. None of the tapering studies really followed elite athletes. And I do have a blog out there that I am dying to go back and edit because I've shown through other videos that I've posted how I've gone into Masters Nationals. And it's definitely not a normal taper. I still ride a lot. And I think the sharpen aspect is keep a relatively same volume, reduce the intensity, and you really need to go day to day. If you're sharpening for a big race, you probably know what makes you feel good. You want to still be riding. I think a lot of athletes over rest. So if this guy is saying, hey, I'm coming out of base and threshold and looking to sharpen, he's probably not talking about tapering into a race. He's probably coming out of base and looking to get some race efforts in. So yeah, what he's going to say, I think is accurate. And you want to do a couple VO2 max workouts. You might want to do a couple anaerobic capacity workouts. It depends on what events you're going to. It depends on what your weakness is. So let's continue with what he said. I've never dedicated training to anaerobic capacity, which is really my weakness. So I'm thinking of focusing on that through the Z6 efforts, higher cadence and throw in one VO2 per week to try and bump that up. I think the Z6 is a good idea as long as it really is just this punchy effort that is creating the detachment from the main group. Make sure it's not that your engine's just not big enough. If you're really dangling before the punches get thrown, your FTP is just not high enough. If it really truly is like you feel good in the group and then you hit a one minute climb and that's where you get detached, okay, then maybe you just don't have the anaerobic capacity. I really should, and I just don't have the big enough data set. We only have about 100 athletes in Evoke, and I don't know if there's enough info out there. You know, WKO has set some parameters of what's good and what's a bad FRC, but it would be interesting to categorize that, but I still hesitate with that because those numbers don't always reflect how prepared you are for the race. So actually now as I'm saying that, I probably wouldn't even... I wouldn't use that. I think it could be misleading. So what should this guy do? I think that when I read this, I wrote a note. Hey, I think this guy's a time trialist and I can't, this is from back in June, 2020. This question came in. Um, He could increase VO2 max and lower VLA max. And I put, I think this is what this guy needs because what I know of him as a rider, he needs more TT raw power, less sprinting power. Now, when we're talking about lifting, he said heavy lifts. If you're going to try and lower VLA max, inside says not to do that. I do not agree with that. I don't think you need to be going max. And I think this is a great plug for um, Matt Bickford and his podcast on RPE lifting. I think lifting works all year round for 90% of athletes. The other 10%, I'm going to I'm going to believe them when they tell me this just isn't working for me, but I think there's a lot of that, that could be a podcast in itself. The 10%, why aren't they lifting? 
some people just can't get their head into it. And so if you can't get into it and you're going to hate it, then it's probably not worth it. So if this guy is looking to sharpen up, I think he really should step away from the VLA max issue right now and say, if you're sharpening up, like I really, I want to focus like sometimes to make the recommendation, we can't work on everything. Cause if we said, okay, should I concurrently train both? I think if he's going both at the same time right now, he just might not be maximizing, which was the initial word that he said, right? To do a VO2 and an anaerobic capacity, but he's then later says, hey, anaerobic capacity is really my weakness. Focus on anaerobic capacity. Really smash that effort. The next hard ride or workout in the week, I think would be more tempo-based. I wouldn't want to go do a VO2 because I think that's going to hurt your next anaerobic capacity workout. Really focus on the anaerobic stuff for two to three workouts. See where you're at then. You know, if you're coming out of base, I probably, I would have done a few of these before and during the base because he clearly needs to shift his physiology and that might not happen as soon as he wants. And I posted about that in the anaerobic capacity blog. We talk about like, oh, hey, you know, you don't need too much of this train. It comes around pretty quickly. Well, it comes around quickly when you've established that capacity. But if you're really going deep, sometimes it takes a few efforts to a few workouts to realize how deep you have to go, how you your technique, how you're going to dance on the bike. How, are you going to sit? Are you going to stand? There's a lot of the mental aspect, it took me, I wish I had documented this more. It took me a while, and I've, I've referenced this so many times, to get better at one-minute efforts. I was dying after 30 seconds. I just couldn't get myself to push, and there was definitely a mental piece and a strength piece. My legs just were not strong enough, and I didn't, I wasn't good at messing with the cadence, and I'm actually going to talk about a little bit of cadence in a VO2 max podcast coming up, but I would avoid the VO2 max for now and I would focus on the anaerobic capacity. I would still lift heavy once per week and do it away from the anaerobic capacity work unless he finds that he gets the potentiation, the benefit from lifting the morning before the hard workout. And that's something that he's going to have to just mess around with. But to circle back, you know, can you increase VO2 max and VLA max at the same time? You can just, you might not be maximizing either one, but you can definitely shift those values. It's just which one do you shift more than the other? And so it's the same question. You can increase VO2 max and anaerobic capacity different than VLA max, but it's just, you know, if your anaerobic capacity increases more than your VO2 max, then you essentially could be pushing your FTP down. All these things are related. So really focus in and really make sure you understand what the weakness is and then address that and make those micro changes. See if there's a macro result and then you're tweaking from there. There's always going to be some dial to twist. It's This is a journey. <laughs> there really is no training destination. It's, you know, my training this upcoming year, I've decided to pretty much take gravel off of any seriousness vla max and the ability to ride hard for seven to eight hours is not on the table for me anymore i'm fully re-soaking myself in road and that's been partially because of the events that my team is going to do 
partially because I truly believe we can win amateur nationals on Velobrew. And so I want to be no doubt at my best to, to race for the team. And I would like to do well at masters nationals. Again, I'm going to be racing with Owen and this opportunity has come up as I approach my 40th birthday to go do a UCI eight day stage race, Vuelta Ecuador. I want to be tuned for any other opportunity like that and training for seven to eight hour gravel races just does not fit in for me right now. So road has never died for me. Road is strong and I hope you had a great Saturday. I made it back to Florida one more week. I will be shipping out right about this time to Ecuador next week and I'll be documenting a lot of it and you'll be seeing a new teammate of mine on the trip with me. I'm super pumped for that. There will be coffee. The end. Have a great weekend.